Greetings all. Hey, hey. Can you hear me? Uh, how are you? Hold on a second. Hey, Alan. I don't know. It's Alan. He's, uh, he's here. I know that. I can't. Yep. Alan fell off. Maybe just lost him. We'll come back. I check my I check. <clears throat> Alan, can we get a mic check for you? Alan, mic check. Say hello. Alan, you there? Yes. Okay, put your video on and. Uh, All right, we heard you. We heard Andrea you. Wants a mic there. Okay. All right, good. good. <laughs> okay. I'm in. Oh, what amazing space that is. Yeah. Hey, Stan. Where are you? I don't know if he could hear. Yeah. They wear headphones. Sandrea, it looks like you're in the subway.
All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the One Night Your Show. Uh, we are here. We are in the building. Let's get it started. So greetings all. Welcome to the One Night Your Podcast. Um, we appreciate our viewership. We have some special guests from Sika in the house. You'll be hearing from them real soon. Have Stan Mars in the building. Stan yes, Mars. Yes. One, two, one, two. All right, all right. My co-host of the Moses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, share, share, share. If you have it on, I hope you got a notification. Share the show. Share if you care, as we like to say. Also, check in. Check in. Let us know where you're from. What borough? What development if you're a NYCHA resident? Come on, let's get engaged. Let's get engaged. Not married, disengaged. Sharing is caring. Got Brenda Temple in the room. Greetings from Sika for Rockaway. House, yes. Awesome, awesome. It's 46 degrees, partly cloudy in New York City today. I'm doing the Rock Logic weather since he is not on the board today, and it's me. Hope everybody's having a happy Sunday. Give people another minute or so to share, and then we're going to jump into our show. All right, all right, all right. in the room they're still coming in share 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 once again check in let us know where you're from we'll be monitoring the chat podcast. I'm Sandra I. Coleman, one of the co-hosts, co-founders of the show. Stan Morris is here. It's just us yep. two kicking it today with our phenomenal guest from Sika. So we normally uh, kick it off. We start out how our week has went and we share that with you all. Um, so I'll start out sure. and then yep, yep, yep. jump into you and mm -hmm. then we will go to our guests. Mm -hmm. So my week was busy and blessed as always, just, you know, helping our residents. I teach bio writing on Thursdays. I'm jumping around now. Um, bio writing on Thursdays at the Isaac Center at 12 noon. It's a hybrid course. It's a volunteer, um, of course, but that's what I do. Um, I attended a SICA meeting on Monday, which was um, great to be with my SICA family. Um, they they have, uh, I believe, a biweekly meeting, but they'll 
uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, just doing stuff in the neighborhood, of course, helping and helping with the residents, feeding them, making sure um, everybody is doing okay. Um, I also attended a city law breakfast with Alvin Bragg was on that. He was okay. one of the okay. guests. Uh, it was on Friday and it was an hour and, you know, Alvin Bragg, uh, shout out to him. He will be our uh, Manhattan district attorney. He made history. He'll be the first black uh, district attorney in Manhattan County. Uh, we had him on our show and hopefully we can bring him back on um, during his tenure as the district attorney of Manhattan. But other than that, I'm, you know, I just, like I said, I'm busy with UES for BLM, just um, dealing with that, um, keep individual going. We're at day 470 today, um, Sunday. So it's 470 days since June 2nd of 2020. We're still out there doing that. And um, that's basically it. My week has been busy, but uh, I didn't write down everything, everything I did, but, and also working with some petitions that y'all will hear about um, also shortly from our guests, um, been putting that out, um, sending it out, the yep. links and stuff mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. that. And um, just working on booking and, and our future shows um, on this show, which is the One Night Your Podcast, and also our executive produced stand show that we just closed yep. down, mm -hmm. um, Hip Hop, Health and Politics. And we had Great a show. dynamic um, artist from out from Houston, Texas was on with us. And um, yeah, so just, you know, just busy and getting things done, but I'm gonna jump into Stan and then we'll see about our guests. Take it away, Stan. All right, um, Stephanie and um, a busy week with me um, doing work with the Justice for All Coalition. We've been having uh, community meetings in Ravenswood every two weeks. Uh, those meetings have been consistently well attended and really getting the word out about the blueprint and making sure that the residents are on board to kill the blueprint. We do not want it, no privatization, any of that. And um, and, the, and the residents came up with a petition of their own, you know, so we're circulating a petition as well to have folks sign on saying they don't want it. You know, and I think it's very important um, because we're gonna hand deliver these petitions to the elected officials uh, that represent that neighborhood, that area, and we want them to be clear, you know, that we don't want the blueprint, rad or any of it, you know, so that was a good part of my week. And then uh, yesterday I was out in, in, in Queensbridge a uh, big shout out to Nisi, Sugar Ray, Miles, Donnelly. Uh, we were out there um, giving away Cokes. Uh, we were giving away sneakers. Uh, we had great vegan food that was incredible that, that Nisi made. Um, nice. And it was really, really, really off the hook. And it was really good to see everybody. We have we did a lot of mutual aid work last year during the mm -hmm. pandemic, and then it sort of slowed up, you know, but to be out there with them again, uh, yesterday it was like being out there with family. We had a great time. We fed the folks. And folks really appreciate it. So it's been a busy week. And I'm sad to say also, I got some phone calls uh, with people who do who do not have heat yeah. in Queensbridge, you know. So now the winter time is coming, those phone calls are starting to happen, you know. And I, I actually knocked on the door of one lady. She these are senior citizens, mm -hmm. and um, they have no heat, you know, wow. and um, you know, it's really it's horrible. Not just that, Nitra came, tore up a kitchen and tore up a bathroom. Say they're gonna come back, they don't come back, you know. So now she has no heat and barely a functioning um apartment, you know, once again, you know, and um it's just horrible, you know. So we really gotta win this fight. And when you think about people living like this and NYCHA doing this on purpose to yeah. push a blueprint, you know, to make sure these apartments are so horrible that folks would be starving for any kind of income to try to correct it is really criminal in, on, on its face, you know. So we really need to get this situation corrected, bring that money in from the Build Back Better um, plan and fully fund NYCHA 
Do not piecemeal it. Don't give it to us in a little bit. Don't send it over to section Sound nine. Like me. Right. You need to, you need to, don't send it to section eight. Excuse me. You want that money going through section nine and make sure that we keep public housing public, you know? So if we got a lot of work to do, yeah. not a victory lap, but I think we are on our way. I think yeah. we can win this fight. We're going to win this fight. Like I said, sounding like me about don't piece that money into right. us when it comes in, flush it in. That's, that's and put nicer people, residents at the table yeah. when those decisions are made to make sure it doesn't just disappear because 30 billion could disappear in a heartbeat with NYCHA. We all, we all know that. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, I'm turning right to the chat and then I'm jumping into our guests. Um, hi, Suzette Ellison. We used to work out of the 19th together. Uh, one of my former co colleagues, um, Deborah Rax uh, from Williamsburg, all right. Brooklyn. Um, Audrey Churchill, Christine. Audrey from Lafayette Gardens. Oh, Kristen, excuse me, Kristen Parent. Hey, cuz. Okay, my cousin. Oh, okay. Good to see you, dear. Um, Deborah Rex. Okay. Somebody wants to know what is Section 9. Okay. We're going to get into yeah, it today. We're going to get into it. Stay into this uh, podcast. So now we're going to jump into our guest uh, from Sika. Uh, we'll have Doug start off first, introducing himself and then um, Alan and, you know, tell us a little bit about our, not what well, we kind of know because we work with you all, uh, but, you know, we're comrades. So we're in the trenches together, but let our viewership know um, about yourself first and foremost and Sika, the work you're doing at Sika and what Sika is about. So we'll start off with you, Doug. Okay, thanks, Andrea uh, and Stan, for inviting Alan and me uh, today and giving us an opportunity to talk about Sika and also the Eric Adams petition campaign. Uh, I guess on a personal note, I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, and then uh, uh, was very active as a teenager, particularly in um, uh, uh, literacy work in the inner cities uh, and uh, 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 very active, although not in the formal civil rights movement, but certainly on the periphery, uh, working for various social service agencies in Baltimore. I went to architecture school in upstate New York, uh, became an architect, uh, and then uh, uh, started to work in New York City, uh, and then uh, met Dr. Lenora Falani in 1985. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know who Dr. Falani is, uh, Dr. Falani um, is a uh, political activist, a developmental psychologist who uh, wanted to uh, come up with a psychology that would address racism and poverty and be especially helpful for African-American and people of color. So I met Dr. Falani uh, around the time that uh, she was going to run for president of the United States mm -hmm. and then uh, worked on her campaign in 1987, 88, and again in 92 when she ran for a second time. Uh, both Alan and I worked uh, on those two campaigns and Dr. Falani became the first woman and, and first uh, African-American to appear on the ballot in all 50 states in the United yeah. States for president of the United States. Little known fact. Uh, and have worked with Dr. Falani ever since. Uh, and then in 2015, uh, we started the CICA, the uh, uh, Committee for Independent Community Action, began to work on this whole question of public housing uh, and what to do and to support grassroots leaders in New York to engage in that fight that Sandra and Stan were just referring to uh, with, with uh, NYCHA 
to have decent and humane housing. Um, so I'll stop there, turn it over to Alan. What's up, Alan? What's going on? What's going on? What's up, Stan? Yes, sir. Um, oh, man, it's, I am like thrilled, almost speechless <laughs> to be on this um, podcast with you and Sandrea. You know, Stan and I go back a long yep. ways. Yep. I think he was just uh, a, a teenager. When yeah, I was a rapper. When I met Fulani and she changed my life. Took me from yeah. being a rapper to an activist. She changed my entire life. Yep. Yes, yes. So it's just proud to see um, that we've built something that can impact um, our people um, in going forward with their careers and, and realizing their potential. I think that's one of the things that uh, All Stars um um, was built to do is create these environments where people can grow and, and develop and realize their full potential. Yep. Um, I, I think our culture, they don't put investment in um, our communities growing up, you know, growing and developing. I think they just want you to get enough skills so you can work and make rich people richer. Yes. Um, so I, uh, I grew up in a uh, poor working class projects in South Jamaica, Queens. Um, the, uh, the South Jamaica houses, also known as the 40 projects. Um, incidentally, it's, it's where um, he says he grew up, our, our current mayor. Um, Eric Adams says he grew up in the 40 projects, so that's kind of ironic. Hmm. But um, I grew up single uh, parent household, very poor. Um, didn't realize that I was poor because, uh, you know, it's very humiliating um, to admit that fact, even though, you know, you know, there were times when, um, you know, your, your shoes were flacking, you know, flapping, they used to call your shoes talking with mm -hmm. the soles, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, uh, was so worn um, that, you know, they, they flapped. And um, I grew up in, um, in the late 50s and 60s. And I, I didn't, you know, I was, as I said, I had a single parent um, household. My mother did a fantastic job of raising us. Um, and politics wasn't um, a part of our, um, uh, our household. Um, survival was mm. a part of, uh, basic part of our household, and I, I must admit, um, I, I I don't till this very day. I wish I had appreciated my mother more. Um, I, so the '60s was the time of revolution, revolution, um, uh, activism uh, in 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 this country and worldwide, and I think somehow that moved me um, to, you know, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with myself. But when I heard that there were people that dedicated their lives to making social change um, in their communities and in the world, I, something snapped in me. And I said, that's what I want to do. Mm. Um, and um, I was on campus at BMCC at the time, actually, 
I was there when Asada Shakur was there. Um, she was known as Joanne Chesmar mm -hmm. at that time. And okay. there was a lot of community, I mean, uh, um, activist work. We took over the building. And uh, I think that enticed me, that and the work of King and Malcolm um, organized me politically. But when those movements died and um, were co-opted, it left me with not a vehicle um, um, to express um, my, you know, my newfound political awareness. I, I recognize one of the things that the Panthers used to say is uh, uh, knowledge and um, awareness is, is not enough. You have to do something with it. Um, consciousness awareness is nothing. They used to call people who were consciously aware and, and, and did nothing with it as armchair revolutionaries. Hmm. So I knew I didn't want to be an armchair revolutionary. And um, I ran into people doing outreach in the communities um, and through this newspaper, the National Alliance newspaper. And it was the newspaper that to me looked very much like the Black Panther newspaper. Um, it re related to uh, our community, not as these, uh, you know, as major media, uh, 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 portrays us as these out of control, um, you know, you know how to, the post and, and to some degree the news and they all relate to us as uh, not uh, victims of a system that oppresses us. So the Alliance had that similar tone to it. And I looked into the programs um, that they had and therein, I met Dr. Fulani, Dr. Newman, and others who were taking on the status quo. And um, that was in, I guess, 1985. And uh, awesome. the rest was kind of like history. I mean, I guess we can go deeper into mm -hmm. um, what, what evolved out of that seeker. Um, as we go on in the program. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Amazing um, history, amazing yeah. history. Dr. Yeah. Filani is a, I mean, a lot of people don't know, but you're right, she's a pioneer of all that we're doing. Many of the organizations fighting against NYCHA probably would not exist without the work the Seeker was doing. So big ups to you guys for really getting this thing moving. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, we're gonna jump into uh, all the talk about the petition that you are, um, have going on ongoing petition that is um, for the mayor, you know, elect, and then he becomes mayor. It'll change to mayor. Um, I do understand it's on um, is online, and it's also um, you can get hard copies of it. And um, I'll definitely share in the chat for people um, how to connect um, with it. But um, I just want to share too because uh, some of our viewership have heard, has heard um, a story from someone that lived in public housing which is Alan and, and you know, um, all the stories are not um, identical. I grew up in public housing and McKinley houses and I'm still a public, public housing resident. 
Uh, but for me, I grew up with both of my parents and um, I didn't, I didn't feel any, no way like poor. We, you know, we had a vehicle. Uh, we went to Florida every year. We always went on vacation, either the whole family or um, my, if my father didn't go, if my father went, we drove. And if he didn't go, we flew mm-hmm. um, Disney World every year. So, you know, we, we had, I never felt like uh, we were poor because there was, to my, in my household, we were blessed to have three streams of income my father's salary, my mother's salary when she did work mm-hmm. and um, his VA check. So which played all the bills. So we were a little, um, I didn't, I didn't feel maybe I was, but I didn't feel it, you right, know, right. Um, never, you know, never had some of the issues. So, you know, um, and I want people to know that um, public housing is a ray of people from low income to moderate income. Uh, so, and has always been like that. Right. right so, right. I just wanted people to, you know, hear that. Um, and, it, and it was community, right? Because you grew up in public housing as well as yourself. Mm-hmm. So and it was community and we had fun and we enjoyed one another. So let's jump into the SICA, um, the petition. Who wants to tell us about the petition? Give us some details about it. How can they get it? Um, I'll drop it in the chat, but is there another way they can reach out and so forth and get all that done? Maybe, uh I just want to say, Doug, you, you could go into it. I just want to to kick it off to say that we felt that the people of NYCHA in particular and people in the city in general are just not being heard. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're being heard, they're being ignored. So we wanted to come up with a way for the voices of people who don't get a chance to be heard, um, to be heard. So this came out of our relationship with the community and our previous petition drive that we did. So I, I think that was one of the impetuses of doing this. And Doug, you can say more. Yeah, I think it's helpful. I, the uh, petition, comes out of the grassroots work of CICA, meaning that CICA is not attempting to get right politicians in office. It's not focused on the political officials. One is we're a nonprofit, so we can't legally support anybody who's running for public office. But what we have been doing that Dr. Falani initiated back in 2013 was to create the SICA, Committee for Independent Community Action, that would support anybody in New York City to become a grassroots leader, to grow, to develop in the spirit of the All-Stars project. So it, it was created, SICA was created because there were adults who wanted to grow and develop as leaders in their communities. And so that's, that's our focus. Uh, the petition came about Alan was referring to an earlier petition where we collected 20,000 signatures mm. from de Blasio to put a moratorium on privatization. We started that in 2015 and we collected for about two years. Awesome. Uh, now we're faced with 67% of roughly of the city council, the mayor and other uh, political offices. They're, they're all new. They're not incumbents. They're new politicians. Right. So it's a new day in New York. 
Uh, and given that uh, mayor-elect Eric Adams will be our next mayor, uh, we also looked, you know, that felt that he was the least partisan, perhaps the least ideological, and that we wanted to support him to do the right thing. Uh -huh. And so we discussed having um, a petition that would essentially express the opposition, as Alan was saying, of New Yorkers, not just people who live in public housing, but people right. who recognize the importance of public housing. We have, I mean, public housing is the only affordable housing in New York City. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And that we recognize that we need public housing, that people in public housing are making an important contribution in New York City. They work, they have families, they have community, as Sandrea, you were saying, Stan. So the, the petition was conceived to reach out to New Yorkers, people in housing, people outside of housing, to define the kind of city, as Alan was saying, you know, the kind of city we want to have in New York, uh, that, we, that people aren't heard, or if they're heard, they're ignored, to give expression to that and to support people to build something in the community for the community. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, quickly, uh, we're opposed to privatization, but we're also very supporting, supportive of resident management. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Resident management. That you know, if if you were to really do privatization, for example, in New York City, and you were to do it fully, then the residents would be part of that. They right. would be in right. a position to fire and hire managers. They would be in charge of governing their right. developments and buildings. Well, you can't have it halfway. So Talk we about it. initiating this petition uh, before Eric Adams takes office, and then we'll continue it after he's in office to say that residents uh, should be in charge of developments and buildings um, and we shouldn't have privatization. Yeah, and I just wanted to piggyback off something you said around um, not only the residents, but the people of this city have it a say in what kind of city this is gonna be. Because if you look around the city, developers are going crazy. Yeah. They're building in every every little opening you can you can imagine. I mean if you know like you you see in Long Island City there in Sunnyside um yep. stand. Yeah it looks like what metropolis something yeah. out of Superman yeah. or something. Yep. Yep. All, all these these uh glass high rise structures um they, they want to build over uh, African burial grounds. Yeah. Um, they tried to build up over the botanical gardens, but people fought and, and, got, and beat that back. But the issue is, what kind of city? Is, is this going to be a city that the de developers are just going to uh, do what they want to do? And um, I, I, I'm looking at this petitioning drive even bigger than just being a petition to Eric Adams, but it's it's a way that the people of this city can come together and build something independent. Because the only way that these developers can do this is with the sanctioning of our elected officials. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, 
um, you know, they, they'll come to our meetings and say how outraged they are about this stuff. But <laughs> this stuff can't happen without their blessing. Mm -hmm. So this is why we feel that we need to build. I look at this as an, a, a people's movement, mm -hmm. independent of the powers that be a people's movement that will put the demands and um, make these people more accountable. And I think if we build this big enough, um, they, they, you know, they could play like they don't, um, uh, that they're ignoring us. But when you, you got some numbers together, big numbers, um, they, they can't ignore that because that's, that's the one thing they're interested in. Um, their votes, their votes. Yes. So really have to talk and, about. and the issue of, you know, people are always talking about people coming together. This is a perfect way that the people mm -hmm. of the city uh, residents, non-residents of public housing. And we've seen, we've gone into white communities and um, they were just as appalled as everybody else. We, you yeah. know, they, they feel that um, it's inhumane for uh, NYCHA residents to be treated uh, the way they are and used as pawns for the private developers. So there's a lot of support. And this is an easy petition. We've been out there, we've launched a petition and people are very um, eager to sign something like this. So mm -hmm. I'm, I wanna build a people's movement in this city of mm -hmm. ordinary people to yeah. take on you know, the powers that be. Yeah, it, it's, it's essential that you know, um, this petition is going out at this time and in such a time as this, we need it. And also when we, when, as you said, and we all know how overdeveloped New York City is, as overdeveloped as it is, we still have a homeless crisis. Absolutely. So yes. with all of this building and people can't move in it, that's on the streets. People can't even move in it, that's in the shelters. I mean, what, what's going to happen? And then the moratorium is about to end in yeah, Jan January 15th, unless mm -hmm. they extended it. Hopefully they do. Our elected officials do the right thing. Because uh, that's a crisis. That's a crisis on top of the crisis. Yep. We just had our court case. Um, we, as some of you know, we sued NYCHA December 13th of 2019, uh, residents of Isaac Houses and Holmes Towers. And um, I'm one of the co-founders of the Holmes Isaacs Coalition. And when we were in the court, our judge was actually about to like let the case not close it down, but basically said, if there's any problems, uh, I'm sure you all can get together and bring, come back to court. So she wasn't going to give us a date. Right. So I wrote on an envelope. <laughs> uh, what about holding NYCHA in contempt? Cause it's a virtual um, court case. And I put it up to my screen and my cam, my camera shot. So one of the attorneys for NYCHA was reading it out loud and, you know, it was kind of comical. And all of a sudden the judge was like, okay, let's look for a date in January. So if I didn't do that, if I would, if I didn't have the instinct to do that, right. we wouldn't even had a court, but court next court date, because the, the main thing the judge was talking about, the courts are going to become flooded right. because of the evictions. You, you see what right, I'm saying? Thinking right, about right, evictions, right. why we are suing you all for repairs and so forth. But um, yeah, so I'm happy to support this petition. Um, I know Stan is and, and all of our viewership, hopefully, you know, if you live in New York um, City, uh, please sign and 
you know, um, we're going to share how to get that done and we're going to put it in the chat as well. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to share that because we're in a crisis and I tell everybody, NYCHA is the new Flint. NYCHA is the new Flint. No telling what kind of uh, diseases and things that we are being stricken with living in our apartments with um, lead infestation, um, no, lead, excuse me, lead. Um, people have um, infestation of, you know, from rats and mices or depending on their buildings they live in, mices or if they live in a tenement uh, building at NYCHA to go off. Some people have, sadly, rats. We had a lady on the show um, recently, you know, mold, mildew, you know, and let's not talk about asbestos that's in the buildings, right? right, right that's right, in right. all these buildings, literally. But um, yeah, so I just wanted to just put that in there. The needle in it. And I like to say, um, as far as you guys chose Eric Adams as a target, you know, in my opinion, from what I've seen so far, you know, um, it doesn't appear that he's a friend of NYCHA to me. It appears that he's already cozying up, you know, to the, the billionaires and developers and, and trying to make friends with them. And I also know he's very good friends with Donovan Richards from uh, the Queensborough president who privatized Ocean Bay and they're, they're good friends, you know, so. I'm He's concerned. A real estate guy. And, and, uh, so do you guys, let me hear your opinion. Do you, do you think that Eric Adams is on our side of the fight and why did y'all choose him as a target? Or do you think he's uh, with these, with these billionaires? Well, I, I think it's a great question. We're getting that question a lot. Um, but I, I, I want to address that Stan, but I want to go back to something that Sandrea was talking about because Sandrea, you and the uh, Holmes Isaacs coalition led a very important fight to stop infill. And so, in part yeah. to recognize that. Uh, and then here, Stan, is, is kind of what I want to, you know, how I want to try to answer your question. Mm -hmm. So in Holmes Isaacs, there were, in the infill project that Sandrea and the coalition stopped, uh, there were to be 339 new market rate apartments. And the contribution the developer was going to make to Holmes Isaacs for repairs was $25 million. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind, 25 yeah. million to Holmes Isaacs. Yeah. Gowanus up zoning, the rezoning for Gowanus, which is gonna introduce 8,500, 8,500 apartments to the Gowanus area. Uh, Eric Adams said as borough president, I want 300 million to go to the Gowanus housing. I saw that. However, that number's dropped to 200 million. Now, if you take what Holmes Isaacs was gonna get for 339 apartments, and you do the math and you go, well, what would that be for 8,500 apartments? The number should be, whether you agree or not, whether this is overrated or underrated or not enough money or too much money, would be 625 million. Mm -hmm. So Adams came out for 300, he's now saying 200, it's undervalued. It's a drop in the bucket for developers who will be spending four to $5 billion and making much more money than that. Right. So we don't know. I think the answer to your question is we don't know. Mm -hmm. But you can bet if 50,000 people were out on the streets or 25,000, that would change the calculus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, if we not only got tens of thousands of signatures, mm -hmm. but people got organized and went out on the streets. Yeah. Will change. So we didn't want to come at this with targeting Adams in the sense okay. of, we don't think you'll do this. We wanted to say, here are thousands of people who support you to do the following. Mm. Now, if he doesn't do the following, yeah, 
we got to figure out what we want to do then. Organize. Well, we got to call them out. Organize. We're going to be on this show. Let's call that. Call yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Organize he will be, he, he will be exposed. Yeah. And um, people historically, all the stuff that we have today, um, we didn't get it because the powers that be were um, philanthropists, <laughs> or they were willing. Right. We we fought for this stuff, and um, I always say they felt the rumblings from the grassroots, mm. and we forced it on them, whether they liked it or not. And I think we we're in a great position um, to do that in this situation as well. Um, I always, the, the, the thing that I say that I love is in, in, when you have to relate to somebody that you don't like is to get them to do what they don't want to do, but they have to do it because it's in their best interest is to do it. So I find, I feel great pleasure in making people do, um, and, you know, put, particularly these people who are in position, make them do what they don't really want to do, but they have to do it for their own existence. So I think this is a a great opportunity to do that and an opportunity to bring all sorts of people together in the city. They're talking about, they always talk about people coming together. Um, And I think this is a, great opportunity to do that. And, and with the leadership of poor and working class black folks and brown folks in the projects leading the way. I find that very powerful. And middle yeah. class. Let's yeah. not make everybody, please don't make everybody dirt poor in public housing because they're not. Well, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> we got to yeah, make well, I'm just sound saying, on us. Know, they think it's really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, who don't have a voice mm-hmm. leading the way. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of there's a lot of a lot of our first responders from corrections to teachers. I mean, you name it. I come from NYPD. I I supervise payroll. A lot of us um, social workers, you name it, detectives, cops, a lot of people. It's a a multitude of people. It's mixed income. Oh, Um, yeah. And that's who that's who we we found signing the petition. Mm -hmm. I just like the notion of us you know, leading the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, that I, I, when I, one of the things that, um, that uh, enticed me to, to be part of the New Alliance Party was when Dr. Fred Newman, um, Jewish, uh, I say revolutionary, <laughs> mm-hmm. came out publicly saying, we're doing this because we're following the leadership of the black community. We're following black leadership, you know, in this fight for empowerment. So I want to continue that, um, you know, that sentiment in this fight, in this battle for the city. We have to continue to fight because nobody's going to give us none. Just want to let y'all know that rock logic, I'm in rock seat and, I'm usually on the other side and, and I, we just did a show and my name was above my head. I just realized it says Rock Logic. We didn't get to shift it. <laughs> That's OK. So, uh, you know, but anyway, so Rock, you here in spirit. But um, I just want to 
put a pin in what Doug was talking about um, with the infill proposal. That was the fight that we had at um, at Holmes. Uh, that twenty five thousand dollars he was talking about, it originally wasn't even going to us. Mm. Originally, it wasn't going to us. So we made noise uh, and was you know resistant, and that was a way of them trying to. Okay, well, let's give them the twenty five thousand. And I will also say I've been fighting uh, privatization since. Say that again. Oh, twenty five million. Twenty five million, right. right? I'm sorry. Yeah, twenty five million. But and I was fighting. I've been fighting privatization since twenty fifteen, and back then we were asking for two billion mm-hmm. to save NYCHA as right. a whole. Look where is that now? So that just shows that nothing has been done. Not much. And money comes in. Sure. Money does come in, but it comes in pieced out, you know, and, you know, two, two, two billion over 10 years. Like, that's nothing. We need two billion. We need the money to whatever's going to come. Just like if this bill is finally passed, you know, officially, because I know it's probably going to go back and forth. We need that money immediately. All of it, every dime into public housing throughout this country and whatever NYCHA is going to get New York City Housing Authority, get it in because, people are suffering, you know, you know, lack of heat, hot water. And, and I see private buildings that have boiler issues. Also, they have sure. um, temporary boilers, but you don't even see that too much in NYCHA. People are just cold. Where's all yeah. why are they not renting boilers for, for the residents? You understand what I'm right. saying? So right. it's just a lot. And we need this money really put in and we need it managed properly. Absolutely. You know, we don't need it stolen like before. We don't need it mismanaged. And yes, that does go to resident management um, corp. And we need pilot programs with that to to see that it works right. That it started here and a few developments throughout the city um, and get it done and see that as a working model that works good. So we can manage because who's going to take better care than you, but you. Right. And can you, um, for folks who are listening, who may not know what resident manager corporations are, uh, can you talk a little bit about that and also the training that would be needed to give uh, NYCHA leadership so we could take advantage of these HUD regulated rights that we have uh, to develop and manage our own, our own buildings? So, yeah. so talk, can you let folks know who may not know what a resident manager corporation is, exactly yeah. what it is? Doug, you want to, because y'all have all of that on your flyer too, so y'all want to jump into that. So the Resident Management Corporation was created in 1971. Uh, The uh, regulation number is 964.24. And then there's some other, that's if you Google HUD 964, you'll get there. But it was set up because HUD uh, recognized that residents could do a better job of managing buildings and developments than the public housing authority. Yeah. And so they wanted to, HUD wanted to give an option to, uh, this is when Jack Kemp uh, was the head of HUD, wanted to give an option uh, for residents t- to essentially create a nonprofit that would be necessary to create a corporation, resident management corporation, and residents could take over as little or as much of the management of their development or building as they wanted to. Uh, and on top of that, HUD is required to provide money for training yeah. and expertise to the residents so residents can um, learn how to do this. Right. Uh, it's been really discouraged by right. NYCHA. Um, mm. However, in some cases in New York City, as we speak, uh, residents, some residents are trying to create this nonprofit. It's very yeah. complicated. Uh, you need a lawyer to do it. 
in order to stop red. Mm-hmm. So if your development is pursuing resident management corporation under the HUD guidelines uh, and have initiated that process, uh, it's very difficult for NYCHA then to come in and privatize. Uh, wow. It protects yeah. some degree, not 100%, <laughs> yeah. Section 9 housing. Someone had mentioned Section, I think Stan, you had mentioned it before. Sure. Mm-hmm. Section 9 is federally funded public housing. Once it <clears throat> Section 8 under privatization, yeah. it's you know, the residents are no longer federally protected. They have to uh, hope that the private developer will enforce the laws. Nature will tell you, well, there's no change. No, there is change. New leases are written. Yep. You have to sign a new lease under Section 8. You don't take that voucher with you in many cases. The blueprint will not give you a voucher mm-hmm. under the blueprint. And so no one's particularly protected. And evictions in Ocean Bay, since you yeah. mentioned, yeah, they've doubled or yep. uh, are twice as uh, high as any uh, eviction rate mm-hmm. of a Section 9 right. non-private uh, public housing building or development. Uh, so Resident Management Corporation, I mean, Alan and I have been talking about this for a long time because uh, we feel that uh, it's really important that we have more democracy, mm-hmm. uh, that residents are included in, in, in the full picture. If you're going to privatize and leave the residents out, that's not very democratic. Exactly. And, and I know this has been a big issue in the United States currently about the state of our democracy. We think this is a very important fight for residents to, uh, to uh, be able to participate in, to uh, exercise their right to self-govern. Yeah. And I, I wanted to add that one of the things that we can do with this petitioning drive is to um, bring bring it more into the conversation about resident management corporations because many people don't know it exists. Right. right. Not been part of the conversation. Um, you know, like during the uh, uh, a lot of the uh, council races and the mayoral race. I think what we were fortunate to do was put this issue of privatization on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they would have talked about it as much as they did um, if um, people we hadn't pushed that um, that 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 issue. And the same with this issue, we think um, you know another thing that we could do with particularly newly elected officials and ask them. Well, well, what about, you know, everybody's talking about privatization being the only option. Um, why don't you have a forum and, and have people talk about uh, resident management corporations, at least do that. <clears throat> you know, we're not even gonna ask you to <laughs> not support privatization because we know most, a lot of them are getting uh, development money, but at least yeah. put it on the table, have, create a forum, and let people, um, experts come in and talk about it. So we want this to be part, and we think that the, this petitioning campaign can bring out this this issue to, to be more in the conversation. Um, right. I think that's a that's a winner as well. 
And again, we'll see where people are at with that. And, and they'll get exposed as to who they are. I think a lot of what this um, petitioning drive can also do, it's kind of like the old litmus test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, we'll see, we'll see who are, where our friends and our enemies are. Yeah. 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 And, and it's so funny though, when I think about um, back at homes, the developer was Fetna mm-hmm. and um, the mayor was overriding the ULA process. Um, that's when it would go through the community board, um, you know, for a vote and everything like that. But Fetna had also donated to this mayor's campaign and he actually got that contract. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's the devil is always in the details, mm-hmm. but also back to what um, Doug was mentioning about um, the, the rat when, when, um, developments are converted to rat, you know, um, when they're evicted and y'all correct me if I'm wrong, the apartment can be rented at market rate, correct? Is that, it can, and it again, can, it, it can, it won't go up to market rate immediately, but it will, the rents will be increased. And the, right. yeah. and the idea is that NYCHA has such a horrible manager. There's no mm. way that their NYCHA will oversee Mm-hmm. and enforce the rules that the private developers under RAD and the blueprint have to follow. Mm-hmm. What happens, as you, as you said, what happens on the ground, Yeah, it's in the details. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. They're taking place and NYCHA isn't showing up to respond to anybody, not to mention repairs. Right. Uh, then those evictions yeah. will, will occur. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the private developers will uh, carry out those evictions. Right report as it benefits them to NYCHA about what they did. There's no oversight. They want to make money. I mean, right, they, right. they want to make money and they, they gave what's a little bit of refurbished items into the apartments and, you know, and, and a new lease and okay, you got to go, you got to go. They want to make money and if they could raise it up without any watchdogs, I mean, who's, who, who's been holding NYCHA accountable? Nobody, right. nobody. I was on the world, um, worst landlord <laughs> list in 2020. So Go figure. I can't and, wait to see 2021. What's what is going to look like? Nobody holds and, NYCHA accountable. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody gets terminated. They get to resign and all of that stuff and keep a pension, you know, terminate them so they can lose their pension. They won't right. prosecute them. And hopefully this new district attorney, um, Alvin Bragg, if there's any criminality, he will pursue it because it'll be in his scope. Well, yeah. Yes. And it's no guarantee that even if the repairs are perfect and wonderful and brand new that it's for the current residents you know what gentrification does when mm-hmm. you see gentrification coming to the neighborhood mm-hmm. you know is it Push for the, that you. neighborhood right. for the next incoming yeah. folks so Can't even if they it. fix it up yeah. we want to make sure that it's for them and not some Mm-hmm. you know, some incoming uh, grouping that can pay market value. Right. And we are, we've seen it already. Um, I'm definitely hearing reports of buildings that have been converted and uh, all the problems are coming back. You know, the mold comes back. Yeah. The leads come back. You know, if you're not really going in and fixing the infrastructure of the building, you're just putting yeah. a, 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 what they say, a lipstick on a pig in a yeah. certain extent. And yeah. it's, it's, it's not, it's not working. We see evidence of yeah. it now. They broke my wall in my bathroom. I had to, it was, <laughs> It was bad for a couple of months. This was pre-COVID. It's messed up again. So, I mean, now, like, I'm 
uncomfortable with them coming back in to do what they got to do, but eventually they do. And I had an inspection and nothing has been done. I speak to the soul to the guy. I'm like, okay, y'all did an inspection. Uh, when y'all coming out, I don't have to, well, I got to put a ticket in when y'all did an inspection and y'all documented it. Come on. Right. No, but anyway, so we, we'll see. We talk about uh, what, you know, in the organizing process, what's an effective way to organize? Mm-hmm. How do you build? Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan and I have been working outside of the mainstream political establishment uh, institutions for what now 40, 50 years. Uh, to build something that is people run, people financed, uh, people powered. Um, and I, I think that's essentially the, the kind of direction that we think the petition is supporting is not to try to work through the existing institutions only, but to build something outside of the existing institutions that would redefine uh, the paradigm that New Yorkers who don't live in public housing don't care about New Yorkers who do live in public housing. But as Alan said earlier, that's not the case. We petitioned and found that out over the last uh, seven years. So going forward, I think the petition is really about attempting to reach out to all New Yorkers to support public housing, keeping it section nine and see where that takes us. And we, we don't know until we've been out there and seen that. But as Alan was saying, we've got to put resident management corporations into the public conversation uh, and Absolutely. see what people want to do with that. Now, how do people get involved with Seeker? How do they get involved with working with you guys? How do, how do folks who are listening to this show get involved with the petition? Well, the best way is to email us and the email address uh, I don't know if there's a way to put that in the chat for people to see, uh, but it, it's C-I-C-A allstars at gmail.com. So we, we can, uh, it's C-I-C-A allstars, one word, at gmail.com. So we can send petitions out to people. We can mail them. We can email them. People can print them. We have uh, graphics, uh, flyers to also send out. Yes, who made those beautiful graphics? Please, did that. They're amazing. Oh, thank you. You? You? <laughs> they really, they really, they're really vibrant and reads well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Awesome thank you. Yeah. So we have that in English. We have it in Spanish. Uh, we're going to be reprinting the petition uh, January one when Mayor Adams becomes Mayor Adams or Mayor Elect Adams is inaugurated. Uh, and as I said, you know, we, we'll keep the drive going, but we can make all that available. So again, uh, the email address is CICA Allstars, CICA A-L-L-S-T-A-R-S at gmail.com. Great, and, uh, great, we'll, great. We'll, you know, you can volunteer, go out with us and, and petition. You can collect signatures wherever you live, wherever you work. Uh, and we'll provide the information. We can send you a self-addressed stamped envelope for you to send us back the petitions. So we'll work all that out. That's not beautiful. Yes. I put the email in too, is in the chat. And I also put the uh, link for the petition sign into with change.org that you have also. Yes. And we're looking um, at different 
we're in the holiday season. We um, took advantage <clears throat> of the uh, Thanksgiving holidays to go to various housing developments that were giving away turkeys. Mm. And we petitioned during that period and not only petitioned, but, you know, gave the information uh, for people um, who wanted to help. So we even gave petitions out and they and other people were taking them out. So Christmas is coming up. You might be having events, <clears throat> clothing drives or toy drives um, in different housing developments. And these are, and other events, community board meetings, tenant meetings. I actually spoke at a, a tenant meeting um, last week um, for us to be able to come in and, you know, make a brief presentation or in, in relation to the uh, different uh, holiday drives, we can come and petition and, and, you know, you can join us and we can kind of um, show you how it's done. It, in a way, it's a, it's an easy sell. <laughs> it is. Mm -hmm. It is. I, I, you know what? I I was out on the street and I said something about private privatizing um, public housing. The guy snatched my clipboard from me. I said, mm. "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna give me that, you know, and give me one to take with me." Mm. You know. Right. So it's it's an easy sell. That's good. I'm glad to hear people outside of NYCHA uh, definitely um, joining the fight because we're not going to win the fight with just NYCHA residents. We have to have all our allies and everyone else involved in this fight. And to know that if NYCHA goes, it impacts the whole city. It's not just NYCHA residents that's going to be impacted. It'll be the entire city. So this is a citywide fight. And I'm glad you guys have a big citywide campaign um, to address the issue. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely great. And for those who don't know, this, this, um, see, I don't know if people know how big you guys are. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember starting out with the newspapers myself, selling on, on the train way back in the day with, 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 with my man, Lavi, Lawrence, Lawrence Davis, Lawrence Davis. And, right. um, and now to see where it is now, I mean, to see you guys have a, a, a state-of-the-art multi-million dollar um, theater and just all the things, it's, it, it boggles my mind, yeah. you know, that y'all took it from then to what it is now, you know? So for those who don't know, you, this, this is a powerful, yeah. you know, pioneering organization that, that's been doing this for decades. Well, it's, 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 it's an example of what can be done independently. Yep. Of, you know, we didn't get a dime from the city or the government. Right. We went out on the streets, on the trains. We collected yep. um, dollars and change. But what we did was we took people's address and numbers right. and we got back to them. Yep. And and now we have like a, a, a million dollar database. That, mm. um, that we, uh, the the uh, All Stars Project is an example of a partnership between inner city youth and middle class and affluent adults who care. And I think that has, uh, we were told back 40 years ago when we started, the business community doesn't care. Mm. And uh, I think, you know, we said, well, maybe you're right, but we're gonna try to find out if that's the case. So we knocked on doors, as Alan was saying, stood on street corners. That's how we raised our money. That's how we exactly. built 
the donor base that Alan is referring to, we, we think of them as uh, activists, that they're not, they're not a, at an arm's length distance from the young people that we work with. They are in a real partners. They work mm -hmm. with them physically. Uh, these days it's more online, but you know, hopefully we'll return to in-person programming. It's that partnership which I think inspired Alan and me and others to think, well, why wouldn't it be the same with public housing? You know, right. why would have a citywide, a stand with sand, citywide movement, people who uh, care right. about the only affordable housing. It should be decent. It should be uh, um, working. Uh, as you know, we all know, people in public housing have propped it up yeah. for the city over all these years, have kept it horrible, horrible conditions. People still live there. Yeah. Uh, so the city cares, and that's what we want to show. Left to the politi politicians, we'll never get that message out. But mm. What we want to do is say, people care, and we want to build that partnership in this campaign. It's beautiful, 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 beautiful. Yeah. We're about to wind down, and um, I know that is made up of different um, political backgrounds. But um, I would like you all to speak about the importance of the independence, which some of you, many of you are, and um, sadly how y'all are dis disenfranchised from voting in the primaries and stuff like that. And um, do you have anything um, set up to help fight that? I know um, Dr. Jesse Fields was in Florida working on something, um, I believe it was last year, but um, has, has, any, has it changed some? Um, what is it looking like? Yeah, that would be good for the for our viewership to um, know before we close down. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a great and important question, and I think doing these kind of citywide drives against um, privatization kind of exposes the um, what should I say the the uh, inability, for lack of a better word, of our current political system to address the needs of our people. So um, when you start building something on your own, you come smack, smack dab into um, the, the political establishment and it's, um, uh, faultiness or whatever um, the word might be mm. in being able to address this. Um, so I think you, we have to, because politics and politicians do what's in their best interests. And I think an example of being independent is not in their best interest because the last thing I think they want to do is have to be um, um, uh, obligated or responsive um, to what the people want. Um, they're more interested in getting elected as opposed to solving problems. So mm -hmm. there are people who are out there um, um, working on the, the process, the political process that leaves out um, millions of voters uh, like independents in um, the primary elections. 
Um, I don't know why it's just doesn't seem logical to keep a million people from voting in, in, in all elections is if they don't feel that more people will lend them to be in less control. Because mm. in a way, if you let independents vote in the primaries, they're going to be voting for Democrats. But I think the issue is with Democrat is the Democrats that they control and feel that's next on the list, or is it going to be insurgent Democrats? So mm. there are um, organizations, um, independentvoting.org is one. I know, Sandrea, you've come to uh, um, anti-corruption awards, yes. and there are um, there is people to address that issue. And I don't know, Doug, if you want to say more. Well, uh, you know, in New York City, if you're an independent, meaning you're not registered Democrat or a Republican, you're an independent, you can't vote in the primary. Eric Adams was, uh, the, the election Eric Adams participated in, only 28% of the eligible voters in New York City actually voted. Mm, uh, Two million New Yorkers are independent, or they sometimes they call them blank. So they're not allowed because we have closed primaries. Our tax dollars are paying for the primaries, but I can't vote if I'm an independent in the primary. And that's where elections are determined. Usually the person who wins, the, at least in New York City, the person who wins the Democratic Party primary goes on to win the general election. And that's why so few people vote in the general election. So we've been, also working in our spare time to open up the primaries all over the United States uh, in, in cities uh, where they're closed and the Democrats, and, and, and we did have a ballot initiative under during the Bloomberg administration to open up the primaries in New York City, but the Democratic Party came out in force mm. to shut it down. They would, it would make the elections much more competitive and they want to control who wins. Uh, so it's in California, primaries are open. The elections are more competitive. You That's get good. more ideas in front of the, the electorate. Uh, you get combinations of people having to govern together uh, that make innovation possible, that open things up. Uh, and that's what we're, you know, we, we've been supporting for many, many years. Uh, just to go back to Dr. Fulani's historic run in 1988, it was a, a campaign for fair elections and democracy that was continued in 1992. So she was ahead of her time right. in, that, in that effort. But we uh, are, you know, and, and the fight that uh, Abrams is having in Georgia to uh, reform mm elections and, and increased voter participation is, is seeing a lot of backlash. Uh, we've wanted to go even further and make the election process nonpartisan. Yeah. So that you'd have to run under your name uh, or with mm. your party, but um, the party wouldn't have the column in, you know, where it's Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat. It would just be names on the ballot. Yeah. 
One man, one Common vote. Common sense makes sense Let's to me, right? Let's go back to one yeah, man, one sense. vote. Yeah, it makes sense Give it to it me. at electoral college. So. And just, just as a point of information, um, nationwide, um, independents are the largest voting bloc in the country. Mm. Uh, between 40 and 45% of the elected, which makes it larger um, than the Democrats and Republicans. And we're in New York State, the independents are larger than the Republicans. Registered independents are, are bigger than um, registered Republicans. So the people, American people, are making a, a, a statement that they don't trust the electorate, you know, the two party mm -hmm. system, and they don't want to be forced to join a party just to be able to vote. And, and I don't think so either. And I know many, uh, this is, that was another petition we had on the street and we found that the majority of people, they don't feel you have to be forced to join a party just to be able to vote in every election. Yeah. This doesn't make, make sense. Yeah. That's why, that's why we keep getting the kind yeah. of elected officials we get. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And if they can get elected the way they, they've been getting elected, they don't have to be accountable to us. Right. Right. Because you know, they know they got you in your back pocket. If they feel they got you in the back pocket, they could just dole out crumbs and and keep moving. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I know after primaries and I was looking at, oh gosh, Eric, like oh, it was it was tough. Like, and I was like, okay. But then there was some independent mayoral candidates out there. You know, we bought on uh thoracic surgeon and, and Roger Flores and Kathy. Uh, which is a school teacher and from PSL. Yep. And, yeah, you know, was. just to give people an option to look because they, they don't get the media coverage, you know, they don't get to go into the debates. And that's another thing, you know, I mean, that's, that's just crazy. I mean, it it's was quite a bit. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in it's, de it's definitely a disenfranchisement. Um, and I, I hope, I mean, I am a registered Democrat who knows what my future will hold down the road, but I, I, I would like fairness for the independents really. You know, because that's that's democracy. Right. You know, and this is this is not and this is sad. So, yeah. right. but um, yeah, so we about to shut down. So thank you all yes. uh, for joining. Is there any last words you need to say before we close down this shop? One night show podcast. Any closing remarks in the Eric Adams petition drive, however you want to. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. I want to thank, thank you, Sandra and Stan for having Having us uh, join you today, really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, thank you. And, and I like and that. I, how, go ahead, go ahead, you go, you go first, Alan, go ahead. And I also wanna thank you all, and I wanna urge um, people to join us in building this people's, I guess I wanna call it a people's fight back movement mm. so that um, we'll have a city that when they developers or anybody else come in here thinking that they could do what they want to do, that they're going to come up against um, a steady opposition by the ordinary citizens of the city. Right, right. And I just like to say how it all comes full circle. My son and my daughter participate in the All Stars event. So this is oh. this is decades going way back <laughs> uh -huh. to them performing in Lincoln Center. And so I mean, I personally benefited and now it benefits my kids. You know, yeah. so that's a great, great, great contribution you guys have made to the community, yeah. you know, and just please keep it up. You know, folks need to join and get involved. 
because it, it changes lives. My, my, and I'm a person, I'm an example of it. So yeah. keep it up, fella. Keep it up. What an endorsement. Stand. Yeah, and thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Um, Doug, let's connect this um, upcoming week. Um, Alan, I, I see you. We, of course, stay connected on Facebook. Doug is not that lively on Facebook, so <laughs> or oh, social media. But, uh, but Andrea, he, I want to ask you, are the people on a, still coming out to the, um, what is it, George Park? Paul Shows, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Call day 470 Shows. today. Day 470 today. Yeah, we're still oh, out wow. there Friday, Saturday, I, Sunday. I want to come and visit them. Okay, actually. come come out and soon. Maybe yeah. bring some petitions. Okay, yeah, that'll be we're fine. We're out there on, and I have some too, and we spoke, but yeah, please come out. Um, we're out there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday now. Oh. And what's the number? No, um, Carl Schultz Park, you're talking about. Oh, no, day I mean the date. The how, how many days? 470 today. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Dedication. So, yeah. So, so, who wants to come out to uh, work with you at Queensbridge on the campaign. So I'll put them in touch with you. Yeah, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. But Once again, thank you for coming on. We appreciate you both. We appreciate Sika. I must say Sika has um, Sika or members of Sika. They have scholarship me to several events, uh, you know, like, can you come? Don't worry. You know, and that that's yeah. just been a blessing. Like just, just little simple things like that. Wanting sure. me to be in certain spaces, um, and broaden my horizon and Doug and I have worked on writing, you know, writing things and trying to push things out together. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I love working with you all. Y'all are phenomenal. And y'all, you all have been doing this work for a very long time. And I highly respect, you know, Sika, the organization, Dr. Lenore Falani and, and everyone that just makes it up to all stars and so forth. Even the UX, right? The, yeah. the, uh, yes. that the, the classes, the courses y'all do. I mean, y'all are just phenomenal. So um, we hope to have bring you all back on in the near future. Um, definitely after y'all do the petitions, whenever, because it's ongoing. So that's good. Yes. Uh, when y'all get a nice amount of numbers and maybe even um, I could stand or I or both of us, we could cover y'all taking it down, you know, delivering yeah. it. Yeah. You know, for, yeah, we can do that. For one night because yeah, we are media. So mm -hmm. um, cool. that offer is made to you all and we're supportive and please, um, if there's any announcements or anything you want going forward, you'll know how to contact us. And I would ask maybe Alan, since he's more so, but Doug, if you want to as well, um, engage in the chat when you finish later today or tomorrow. Just, you know, if somebody might have asked a question that you can answer from Sika, just, you know, click like or just say something in there to the people. No comment. We always ask the, our viewers, you know, our guests to engage with the people. So we about to lift off. So we do, we call, we say one night to one people. One night to one people. One night to one people. We do this. One night to one people. Yeah. So we're lifting off. We appreciate you all. There you go. Doug did it. Yes. That's my guy. He did it. All right. We out. All right. Thank you. Thank you.